everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the Internet, featuring articles on writing, the writing life, as well as video and audio interviews, best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres, all kinds of writers, all different kinds of writers on Author Magazine. You can check it out at authormagazine.org, and we're funded by the wonderful Pacific Northwest Writers Association, PNWA they're called. They've been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. Uh, They have a great writers conference every year uh, starting in 2018. This year it's going to be in September, early September. I think it's a better time in general, so we've moved it to then, but it's still the same great conference, all the same great agents and editors and classes. Check it out, authormagazine.org, or excuse me, pnwa.org. And in fact, I will be teaching starting this Saturday uh, for for five weeks, yes, a five-week class in the personal essay through the PNWA. Personal essay, I do like writing them, I love teaching them. Uh, and so if you're in the Northwest, in the Seattle area, and you want to take that class, you can at pnwa.org. I should also say, uh, you uh, fearless writers, if you've read Fearless Writing and you like it, and but you don't live in Seattle and you'd like to take a Fearless Writing class with me, well, guess what? This Thursday, uh, May 24th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, so that's 1 p.m., Eastern Time. I don't know what it is in Europe. I can't keep track of that. But I'll be teaching an hour and a half fearless writing webinar through Writer's Digest. It's on my homepage. It's on Writer's Digest homepage there. So you can do it. I'll be there live talking to you about fearless writing. Yes, I will. So that's this Thursday, two days from today, May 24th, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. It'll be a lot of fun. Okay, so speaking of busy, boy, today's guest, Eric Jerome Dickey, is one prolific dude. His novels, uh, Chasing Destiny, Liar's Game, Between Lovers, Thieves' Paradise, The Other Woman, Drive Me Crazy, Genevieve, Naughty or Nice, Sleeping with Strangers, Waking with Enemies, and Pleasure. All of them, all of them got on the New York Times bestseller list. Yes, they did. Liar's Game, Thieves' Paradise, The Other Woman, and Genevieve also uh, earned Jer- Eric the distinction of being nominated for an NAACP Image Award the category of Outstanding Literary Work, in 2001, 2004, and 5, And in 2008, Eric was nominated for Storyteller of the Year at the first annual Essence Literary Awards. Fantastic. Dickie is also, also, if that's not enough, the author of a six-issue miniseries of comic books for Marvel Enterprises, featuring Storm, that's the X-Men if you're keeping track, and now, very popular, the Black Panther. We'll be discussing his latest book, well, Bad Men, Wicked Women, Holy Moly. Welcome to the show. Oh, good to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> so, oh, you've written a lot, a lot of stuff. You've got one of those um, bibliography pages that, like, they're running out of room. It's going to have to become a two-pager here. <laughs> <on your room. laughs> it, it, That's it, great. It is quite a bit. It is, it is quite a bit. I mean, from the comics to screenplay a long time ago to the novels, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's all storytelling, and it's all good. I mean, I just... <clears throat> I enjoy that creating something from nothing, and uh, and at times, you know, it's like at times it feels like putting a puzzle together. You know what I mean? It's, it's oh, so many. You see it like a puzzle? Oh yeah. At, at, at yeah. you know, at times, you know, putting stuff together. I mean, it's it's 
because uh, even for me, when I'm working on stuff, it's <clears throat> to keep myself from, uh, but keep myself entertained. I'm all, I'm always looking for what will surprise me. What would, if I were reading right. this, what would surprise me? So, right. yeah, it's uh, it's been a yeah, wow. I mean, just hearing you say all the background, it's been like wow, that was a lot of memories, man. Did you find yourself like, saying? Did you find yourself saying, did I really write all that? I think I remember <laughs> writing all that. You know, it's so funny because time flies, and it seemed it seemed like I was working on Storm um, for a Marvel uh, like yeah, it seemed like it was yesterday, but it's been at least a decade, you know. But really? it feels like yeah, it seemed like it was like yesterday. I mean, it was, and that was such a um, that was an amazing experience in the sense that I had already done quite a few novels, and then to get a phone call from Marvel that just took me back to being that ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen year old kid. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. You know, I mean, it was just like poof, and and at the wow. time it was uh, Storm. Uh, then asked if I wanted to do uh, Spider-Man, Captain uh, Captain America, but we settled on Storm. But it was just, you know, you're on the phone with you know with the cats from Marvel talking about <laughs> you know doing comics, and I and still every Wednesday I was in the comic book shop buying comics left and right. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I'm like, are you, yeah, which was like really cool. So, so as we have this conversation, I'm still, uh, I still know what's going on in the universe. You know, the changes, the this, the that, the blah 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 blah. You know, some some old stuff, uh, and it just really came at a good time. I, I can't remember just being, and it was so different from doing the novels in the sense of you have to pick out the artist. So I had they sent several works from several different artists when I went with David uh-huh. Yard and, and to see pretty much write it in script format and to see it send it out, they say they like it, and then it comes back with these amazing pages and you go like, wow. You know, wow. I, I, just, I remember see, just seeing the first pages going like, wow, I had something to do with that? You know what I mean? Wow. It was yeah. like my, my description, the way I saw Storm, and, and it was, you know, and it's so tangible. I'm holding this in my hand, you know, written by, and it's like, wow, you know. And, and so for me, I would definitely say if, the, if there was like that bucket list, that would have been like a childhood thing because back back then in, in junior high, middle school, uh, well, back, well, we called it junior high back then. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I used to try to write comic books. You know, I used to try write comics. So it was just so you so so you used to do it. So you used to write comic books. Um, yeah, I mean, as, as a kid, we did like well for fun. Let, 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 me, let me back up. Maybe two or three issues. Me and three other guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> in middle school, just 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 being nerds as as nerdy as we could be. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't have resources, so literally that would be like one issue for us to pass around because this, right. this guy, Andre, he was an artist, so he would draw, I would come, I, and, then, and, and, for, and it was so funny because even back then I, I wanted to be an artist, but I couldn't, so I became the writer, duh. Right. <laughs> and hey, let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me ask, so let me, let me, I hear, it's funny we're focusing on this, but let's do it because, so, all right, here you this guy, you did screenplays, you've written all these books, then you get a call from Marvel. 
And suddenly you're like 12 again, kind of. But you're not. You're a grown man. And so the thing I would go through is like not getting in my head and like trying to be some like be still like so Eric still be Eric, even though he's being asked to do this thing that's like a childhood dream. It would be so easy to like start overthinking it and trying too hard and pushing because you want to please these people. But did you feel you were able to relax and still tell the story you wanted to tell? Yeah, I did. I, I got to relax. And um, they were very, very easy to work with. I mean, I was, I was really amazed at how easy it was to work with everybody at Marvel. And I told the story um, the way I wanted to tell it. And it, and it came up, and it came up really cool. It came out really, really cool, you know. Because I can, you know, um, but I think, it, you know, I think um, having done screenplay and uh, all the novels, you know, all the storytelling, it really, yeah. it got me ready, for, it got me prepared to do uh, six 22-page issues. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, because without doing all the novels, all the stuff I had written, the uh, the female characters, the, the different situations, um, uh, be it be it romance or thriller or whatever any particular genre, it got me ready to to do that. So when I jumped in, it was just like full speed ahead, you know. Yeah, you know what's interesting. I was thinking about this, Eric. Cause I was reading Bad Men and Wicked Women, and you know this is I would call it suspense in the if you had to categorize it, you know, or right. crime suspense, but. Okay, so I don't usually get into this, but what struck me as I was reading this was it was real the the romantic relationships in this book matter, and they feel pretty nuanced to me. And the reason I mention that is in the world of crime fiction and uh, suspense, guys, and I don't like to draw this distinction, but it's true, don't tend to deal as new in such a nuanced fashion with love relationships, but you. But you did, and that seems to sort of be your thing. Is that a fair summary? It's it's definitely fair. I would definitely say it's an amalgamation of of genres. Yeah, Uh, it is. uh, Yes, you know, uh, it's an amalgamation of genres. Uh, uh, It's it's everything I like in a book. (laughs) Okay, so list all the things you like in a book. Check them off for me. If you're dating a book, what do you want to see? Like, what do you want in a book? I I want some mystery. I want some suspense. Uh, and even if you're doing a relationship story, those elements can st- it doesn't always have to be a smoking gun and who did it. Right. But still, there's still some mystery, some suspense that keeps pulling you forward, turning the page, guessing, guessing wrong, some red herrings, you know, uh, some. Uh, I love, I love, I love dealing with people who are in relationships. Yeah. Swift uh, and Rachel or Ken Swift and his ex-wife as human beings. Despite all the crime that's going on around, all around them, yeah. So we were talking about all the things you love in a book. You like suspense. You like mystery. You like a little action. And you want relationships. You want those relationships, even though they're surrounded oh, yeah. by crime. You want oh, yeah. and human com- beings and comedy and, and comedy and, as well. I mean, you know, so we, and we comedy, find, yeah. We find, we find you know so we find comedy at the, at, the, at, at some very awkward moments, and to yep. me, it is just so. Barriers, you know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh. But, you know, so, cause I, used, I just sent up comedy as well a, a long time ago, so it, sometimes as I'm uh, writing or rewriting, I kind of go through and, and it's like I'm doing a punch-up. I'm taking, uh-huh. I'm trying to, 
I'm hitting dialogue, trying to make it a little funny, a little cheeky, a little this, a little that. You know, uh, not over the top funny, but if you're reading it, you're you get a little smile in the corner of your mouth and a little chuckle kind of funny. Right. Well, life isn't all one thing or another. You know, it's no. not all serious. It's not all funny either. Sometimes I think the best stuff oh. is able to blend all those elements. And that's why that's and that's. In general, when I'm when I'm writing a story, I I move from moment to moment, uh, trying to uh, use as much of that as possible when appropriate. When appropriate. Uh, when appropriate. So you know, so yeah. you so you'll get touching moments. You hopefully you get hilarious moments. You get something ridiculous, and then you'll get into the serious. Like, oh my God, how they got how is this going to get resolved? And then right. you know. We're back at so now we're back at how is this going to get resolved? Now we're back at this being a page turner, and you're glued to the pages, hopefully not skipping a word because you right. get pulled into the, you know, and that's what you want, you know, as a writer, right. that's what you want. I mean, as a as a writer, you're not there with the reader to watch them or as they experience that, but that's what you hope right. they experience. Uh, being a uh, when you do a film. You can sit in the theater in the back and gauge the reaction of people who are in the audience. They laughed at this, they did that, they stopped eating popcorn, nobody left the room. I mean, just uh, body language, the way people lean forward or, you know, we we don't really get that with a book. We just get, we just hope people show up. (laughs) We don't get any of that. (laughs) I know. I mean, you and that's one thing. It's like like when I did stand up comedy or theater or that immediate yep. gratification was uh, all you I know. know. And I, yeah, you know. Now we we can get some when we go out on book tour. We read and engage with the audience. Yeah, but it's not it's different like, though. It's not, it's not the same as being there for the whole journey. As they're turning the page, as as if it's that type of novel, a tear starts to fall from that from their eye the lip starts to tremble and like oh my god uh, you know or uh yep. yeah i mean we don't we don't really yeah you know actors can speak into theaters we we don't really get that i mean yeah but we, we get the uh the people who show up well you know we you, you know we do get though I was thinking about this because I love. I did some performance when I was a young man, also, and I did quite like it. I loved the immediacy, and I love doing like workshops and stuff because it's sort of like it's sort of like theater. I teach sort of self-help workshops, and it's very much in the moment, and I'm reacting to the students and so on. I just love it. But the thing about writing, yeah. it seems to me, is you get that intimate relationship with your own imagination that. I, that having the peace and quiet of no one else around for me helps me go sort of deeper into that. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, it makes a lot of sense. It does. I mean, if when you can get into the zone, I'll call it the zone. When, when you can get into the yeah. zone, and I, I've, I've sat down at five in the morning, blinked twice, and it was five in the evening. Really? Because twelve you, hours? Yeah. I, I said again. Really. Twelve hours. Yes, I mean, I've, I mean, I've sat here. I mean, I've, I've, I've come up to my office early in the morning. I think I'm gonna work a couple of hours, and then I look up. It's like it's evening, and I've been here wow. all day, and 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 it's a bad habit because I forget to eat and do other things. <laughs> but you know, it's, you know, and I'm, you know, because I'm, and I'm with a yeah. But I mean, but if you can get into the zone, 
You're into a scene. You're into the characters. You're into that world that you're creating. I mean, and when you're in it, you're in it in so many different ways. You're not because you create all the characters. You are moving from character to character in this story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Even, yeah. You know, even if it's for a particular uh, person's point of view, and then somebody else walks into the room, your mind is working. This person, who is this person walked in? What is their purpose? And, and, and you give them this background that, that's going to, uh, that whatever their first line is, is going to be telling. Is going to tell us something about this person here. You know? Right. What's the first thing they say? Yeah. What they say, yeah. how they say it. Because it's, yeah. it, it, it can be very revealing. It can be very revealing. Uh, the level of education, how they see themselves, how they yeah. see you, see that person, what this person says to this character says to you, and how they say it is how they perceive you. That's right. Uh, a good a good example of that is in Bad Men, Wicked Women. There's a scene in there where Ken Swift is at Guy Garrett's house, and Garrett comes in and sees Ken Swift. He sees the black man in his house. And he's highly upset. Right. What are you doing? So he said some very, very, very unkind things. But, but the way he talks down to Ken Swift says how he sees Ken Swift and how Garrett sees himself. Sees himself. Right. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Wait, I like what you said. So you went to the next level, Eric. It's how he sees, yeah. it's how he sees Ken Swift and how he sees himself. I like it. Oh, he sees himself, yeah. It's all wrapped up in that. It is. It is. How do I see? You know. Yeah. How do I? How do I see me in this world relative to you? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Oh. I'm going to guess. Hold on. I'm going to guess. I play a game with novelists, and I'm usually right. But if I'm wrong, that's okay. I'm going to play a game with you, and the game is called "Does He or Doesn't He Outline?" And I'm going to guess mostly no. Mostly no. Maybe you have an idea, but I think there's a lot of it's just discovered as you write. How am, am I correct? That's bullseye. That is like that is half eye with a bullseye. <laughs> I, it's my one useless talent. <laughs> I will outline a look. Uh, you know, it's funny because I I had projects where I was trying to outline a lot, but it just felt like I was getting, I was using up my story, if that yeah. makes sense. It's yeah. like I want to be in the moment writing, then yep. to write, I have to go back and recreate that moment. I mean, because for yep. me, for my life, it's like I'm here. I'm here doing it. Just just write the thing, you know, just you know, right. pop it out, you know. Uh, yeah. I have had that for other projects, uh, and it was it was cool. It was cool, but it was, it was, if I'm, no, but as I'm sitting here I, writing, I... I know writers. See, I can tell. I can tell because it's there's a level, there's a certain kinds of details that find their way in that had to be improvised, and there is a feel that the more improvised book has that just I don't believe can be replicated in the outline book. It's nothing wrong. I mean, there are a lot of writers I know who outline books and they do a good job, and the books are they work. But there's a certain quality that the non-outlined book has that I just can't be replicated in an outline. I don't think. A certain kind it's of spontaneity. Sort of like, it is. It, you know, it's sort of like um, one hand doing improv and the other. It's like 
when I did stand up comedy, you had an act. But at the same right. time, whatever happened that night, you would flow with it. <laughs> right, right. Because you would work off the crowd or whatever came to you, right? Yeah, I would work out. If something happens, if this, that, and the other, something changes, I didn't get tense, and I just kind of flow with it. And work, I would work my way back to some routine or, or you know, segue back to something. Uh, right. Here, uh, writing-wise, writing it's like I'll get in, and I'll have an idea, then all of a sudden a better idea comes along. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, and you have to follow was, the better uh, idea. Well, you know, it's like, like, the, like the, just in the, in the novel... Batman, Wicked Women, the, the character Gary's first round was a lot, was very passive. Very uh-huh. passive. And I kept reading, I was like, yeah, this isn't the, uh, uh, he's afraid, of, he's afraid of Ken Swift, so the scene doesn't work. He, it has right. to go the other way. He has to not be a, afraid of it. And it was so funny, around the same time I read uh, Live by Night, I believe it was Live by Night by Dennis uh, Lehan. And I had oh, also Dennis Lehan, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, and also I'd seen the yep. film with uh, I'd, I'd read the novel, then I watched the film with uh, Ben Affleck, and it was yeah. Ben's accent attitude. I was like, ah, that's Garrett right there. Oh, Garrett. oh, cool. That's how you found it. Yeah, that's how I found wow. it. Like you know, so I, so I went back and recreated him, gave him Yale, Boston, and and just took it. I was, it was sort of right. Now, so I'm I'm going to take this character to the extreme. Yeah. If I need to pull back, I can pull back. But the problem right. was, first round, it just wasn't enough. So that made yeah. reading a couple of chapters kind of flat. I changed this. Right. I changed this from his opening line when he walked in. The first thing he said, even me as a writer, was like, "Oh my God, did he just say that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. That's good. That's how you know you're on the right track when you're surprised by what they said. It is, yeah. and then you go like, well, where am I going with this? You know, <laughs> yeah. how far will this go? You know, so at what, and I was like, at what point will Garrett back off? And then I realized Garrett is not going to back off. He is just, yeah. so, you know, so it gave me a lot to work with. And I think that if, 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 this, if, if it was a film, it would be very interesting to watch because the tension would be there. From the get go, and the same thing, from the get, and the same thing has to be on the page. I mean, this, yep. uh, you know, the tension, at, and at the same time, in the middle of all that, I got a little comedy in there because it gets it's ridiculous. You know, some stuff is ridiculous, right. but you know, uh, well, but they're really serious. But that's what, but to me, what makes it funny is they're really serious about it. You know, uh, <laughs> right? They're serious about their ridiculousness. Oh yeah, well you know, well, you know, it's sort of like this. It's like. Watching uh, people in the middle of a lot of racist conversations, if you kind of pull back, it really looks really ridiculous to me. That's right. I mean, it's yes. serious, but, but if you kind of pull back, if you're from another planet, you had never heard of any of this, and you would be sitting here <laughs> watching it, you'd be like, so stupid. This makes no sense. <laughs> uh, you know what it is? You know what it reminds me of? Do you know, um, remember Dr. Seuss wrote a book about, I don't, I don't know if it was called, but the, the star-bellied Sneeches and the plain-bellied Sneeches. Do you remember that okay. story? Remember oh, that it's one. a classic. Uh, where it's, yeah, where it's like the star-bellied Sneeches are good and the flat, the plain-bellied Sneeches are not, but then everyone gets a star and then, they, you know, oh, it's the same sort of absurdity. But if you take it seriously, exactly. I like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. 
I yeah. like it. Well, you know what it reminds me of? When I, mean, I used to write fiction, I didn't know how. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't understand who a character was until they started talking. You know, I would try to think about right. what they're like and then be like, until I had them talking on the page, I, had, I really didn't know who they were. I couldn't do like these character outlines and stuff. I couldn't do that. I mean, sometimes I had an idea, but until they started talking, that's when I would know who they were. And it sounds like you take the same kind of approach, more or less. It, 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 it's the same thing. I, I had a class uh, years ago. I was at UCLA, and I'll never forget this teacher. Uh, <laughs> his thing was... Uh, he hated dialogue. He didn't want it. And, and for me, I write a lot oh. of dialogue. Yeah. And, and, but, but, then I, but then I realized the reason why he hated dialogue was because he couldn't write dialogue. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I mean, right. So I get it. So, ah, now I guess it's not that what other people are doing is wrong. You can't do it. So you think people shouldn't do what you can't do. So I That's just continue right. doing I just continue doing my thing. And that's not how you teach. You, you, no. you nurture something. It's like, the talent, this is your skill. Let's work on that. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yep. But, I mean, when, once I get the characters talking uh, in conversation, it, it, it becomes like a tennis match. And, and at the same time, it becomes Ooh, revealing. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, it becomes revealing. It becomes this. It becomes that. And it's just something about, for me, you know, uh, having them talk is just such a, I just really enjoy, I know there are films that are, that are critically acclaimed, there's very little dialogue, and, but right. a lot of the ones I like have some, uh, like uh, Julia Roberts and um, Coulter, uh, Natalie Portman, the dialogue in there is just so biting, and I was yeah. like, you know what I mean? me, I mean, yeah, we could do a lot of that with a look and take the dialogue out, but that dialogue is what makes you go like, ooh, I wish I had thought of that, you know. Now you see, you know what you, Eric, you know what you, if you haven't yet, have you written a stage play yet? No, I've never done a stage play. I've never done a stage see? play. You, you might want to think about it. You might be able to pull it. You might, you might actually, because in the stage, all you have, all you have is people talking. You know, there's really almost, you don't have pros. You don't have a camera. Pretty much all you got That's is talking. It. I'd be, I'd be. I wonder how you, you might do okay with that. You can do what you want, but I bet you, but you, you're very good with dialogue. I just wonder if you'd be okay with that. You know, my everything novels, else. Uh, you know, I'm hey, I'm and I'm and I'm I'm game for that too. Uh, my earlier novels, uh, actually, uh, I'm thinking of uh, cheaters, friends and lovers. Uh, ones I did early in early nineties. When it, when they opened, it opened sort of like with a monologue. Because in my mind, oh, it was like a later in our town coming down to the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Telling the yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you about Grover's Corners, and this is what this is yeah. about. This is what's on here. Now let's, start to, now let's start the production. That's sort of what I did. That opening chapter was, this is who I am. This is what's going on. This is where I am. Now let's start the book. Oh, you see? And, hey, and, maybe my impulse was right. Oh, Eric, you're an interesting guy. I could talk to you for a long time, but we're almost out of time. But I, I have one more question for you. But before, okay, I, before I ask that question, okay, if people want to learn all about you, they're like, this guy's so interesting. Is it Eric? Is it, what's your website again? www.ericjeromedickey.com. E-R-I-C-J-E-R-O-M-E-D-I-C-K-E-Y. 
Do you ever do any? Oh, you do. Do you do like events? Do you like to do? Do you do some book events when the books come out? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out as much as as much as I can as much as I can stand to be out. I mean, um, I was. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm out so much at one point. I, I I wasn't in my house for nine months. So yeah. <laughs> no good. All right. So you get out. All right. So if they want to learn about where you're doing stuff, if they want to come see you, they can find it on on your website. You're doing the website. Everything is there, and also how to find me on social media. Whatever's Great. invented next, talked out there as well. So. Excellent. Okay. So I got one more question for you. Here's what I want you to do. Okay, you finish this sentence for me. If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what? What has writing taught you? Patience. It has taught me yeah. patience. Because yeah. uh, a lot of times I meet a lot of people who want to be writers and they want it, they want it, they want it like microwave quick. And <laughs> no, it's an oven. It, you need to bake it. Oh, it is. It is, man. It is. This, this is slow roasting, man. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, you know, you two, three, four years of rejections, or your your, your first couple of books, maybe trunk trunk novels. I mean, you, it's a it's a it's a process, and it's a growing process. And the thing about it is, as you're writing, you're learning, and you're getting better. You don't even see your own improvement. It's just suddenly one day. People like your stuff. Right. And you don't even know how it happened, do you? It's, yeah, it just becomes, it becomes so gradual. I mean, you, it's all the stuff you've done. You've gotten rid of the the, 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 the adverbs you didn't need. You, you yeah. formatted it better. You, 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 you got better descriptions. You know, your dialogue got a little bit better. You know, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I remember I did stuff. I, I would do stuff like uh, Ed McBain, and would only do like each character could only get like five words at a time. They get interrupted. Uh, they only get five words, so that, and that would make dialogue move on a page. So just like right. little stuff like that. Uh, give well, characters their own. patience. Go ahead. Patience. patience. That's a good thing to learn. I can never get enough of it. Patience. I need it when I'm a father. I need it when I'm a writer. I need it when I'm a friend. I learn it all the time. All the time. Well, Eric, thank you so much. You're an awesome guy. Good luck with this book and the many more that are to come, I'm sure. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. All right. Take it easy. See you, too. Oh, yeah. Patience. He's so right. You've got to be patient. You've got to be patient. You've got to just let it come when it comes. Well, I'll be here again next week talking to best-selling New York Times best-selling author Jessica Knoll, author of The Luckiest Girl Alive and The Favorite Sister. Just come out, The Favorite Sister. Until then, you know what you got to do? You go find something you love, find something you love, and then do it. <laughs>